a good song. It's just so Paul. This is me, right? I get into this. <laughs> yeah. What's up, everyone? <laughs> this is Live on Real Estate, your source for all things mortgage and real estate related. I am your host, Paul Pasolakis. We've got our uh, ever-present co-host, Sal Kuzmano. How are you today, good dude? Good morning. Good. Uh, we also have special guest, Ryan Lane from Max Brook in uh, Birmingham. How are you, sir? I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? Very good. good. Before we get started, I just want to, I always mess this up. Go to liveonrealestate.com, subscribe to our podcast, subscribe to it on uh, uh, iTunes and Google Play. We got all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do that. Uh, leave us some notes. I mean, it's it's all appreciated. We can grow this to bigger. I think we've been listening to it like in, in eight different countries. Yeah. Turks and Caicos. Really kind of odd, yeah. So, uh, great show today. <laughs> kind of nuts. Are <laughs> yeah. you doing some deals over there? Yeah, yeah. you never know, I man. I wish, man. Yeah. Uh, so I'll, go, Ryan, I'll get licensed there. Yeah, right. <laughs> Ryan is here. He's going to talk to us, you know, about some standard stuff. But, I mean, I think it's important, especially now, you know, how to how to market your house, have uh, help sell it faster. And, again, I know I think, I mean, we're in the heart of it. January is a tough month. So, is it still a good time to buy or sell? And we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, some some headlines. One headline: credit card debt hits new records uh, since two thousand. It's a, it's at a new record since two thousand eight. Uh, I want to talk about the importance of reading your purchase agreement and uh, what to look for when shopping for a mortgage. Uh, so a lot of information there. But uh, Ryan, why don't you give us some background, man? Um, you know, give well, how us much do you want? Because it could be a long story, dude. You know? I don't need to know. Like, you know, like um, let's start like at your career. What got you into the business? Right, right. Okay, so um, Ryan's a good-looking guy, by the way, guys. I don't know if you guys. We'll put up a picture. Of you. I, yeah, I appreciate <laughs> yeah, it, man. Yeah. yeah. If only everybody would tell me that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah so 2015, I was working full time with a, a local company. I was in the distribution at the time, and. You know, I wanted to get into uh, investing, so I thought, hey, I'll get my, you know, my real estate license. And there was a couple guys I was working with that were actually in the business. And uh, yeah, so I got my license, decided I want to get back into sales, did it part-time for about a year and a half, and uh, you know, I went full-time. And you know, 2017 was my first 12 months full-time, so I'm still pretty new to the industry, but you know, don't let that fool you. And I know a lot of people, they look at me like, dude, this is a young guy, he doesn't know anything. Yeah. But, I mean, I know what I'm doing, uh, and uh, I'm pretty good at it. So I've, I had a really awesome year, and uh, I'd, I'd love to double or triple that this year. So that's awesome. Um, but yeah, no, I just uh, work with Max Brook, been with Real Estate One. Uh, Real Estate One's a parent company, right? A lot of people don't right. know that. So no, I've been with the right. company for uh, since I started. Um, but yeah, they're they're awesome and uh, loving real estate. So just real quick, I know. I mean, I love the fact that you're like, dude. You know, I'm young, but I, I get it, right? Mm-hmm. Right, right. So what what do you think? Because there's a lot of agents out there. What what do you think you 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 attribute your success to, and what sets you apart? Okay, so this is it's the real basic stuff, but it's the hustle. And I know you hear a lot of people, a lot of young people now say that I can't go on Facebook or Instagram without people talking about the hustle. But their hustle yeah. You cannot do this business unless you have some sort of drive or some sort of work ethic. Uh, I got into this business with no connections. I started from literally nothing. Yeah. There's a saying some people say it's uh, uh, here's your task, here's your phone, you're on your own. It's exactly what it was like. I only did two sales my first year. Right. And, uh, and so, man, you just gotta have you gotta have a goal in mind, and you have to be mentally prepared to just mm-hmm. just eat it. You know, mm-hmm. like you're gonna do some serious work, and it's not always gonna look like it's gonna pay off. You know, a lot of the times it doesn't. You might get paid, uh, you know, on twenty percent of what you actually do, right? But yeah. you gotta be okay with that. You gotta understand that, uh, you know, that work ethic is, uh, and and as long as you're plugging away and, and doing the right thing, 
uh, that it'll pay off one day. So I say what sets myself apart is just my drive, my hustle. I'm very transparent. You know, uh, I don't like hiding anything from anybody. So I'm be yeah. very mm-hmm. honest with you, and uh, I don't have to cover up my tracks if I thought I said something wrong or anything like that. And people really That's respect awesome. that. So. Uh, I'm just really upfront and honest with people, and uh, there's no doubt about it that I'm, I'm one of the hardest working people you'll come across. That's sweet, man. That, that's really yeah. good. Yeah, I mean, and, and it's funny because you know, like you said, you you haven't been in it that long, but mm-hmm. the urgency and the the hustle is what gets deals done, right? Right. right. Um, I mean, it's not rocket science. What what? And granted, there's definitely some knowledge behind it, there but it's is, not anything yeah. you can't learn in a short amount of time as long as you have the work behind it. And I think it's funny because, oh, my aunt's been a realtor for, you know, 20 years. Well, hey, every year the industry changes completely. Yeah, you know? it does. You, you last year was wild, man. Just wild. Started, yeah. I, I, it yeah. was a complete shift. I hadn't even been in it that long, but my, you know, going in 2017 was just like, holy crap, you know? Yeah. yeah. No, uh, you know, one of the things I hate is like, I've been doing this 30 years. I don't care. Nobody cares. Yeah. Right? Nobody cares and how long you've been doing it. People don't. Some people do. And I run into this with some sellers that haven't, you know, done this for a long time. They, yeah. They've been living in their home for 10 plus years, whatever. And they do like to talk with those people. You know, I just had a listing appointment with a guy who you could tell us what he wanted. He, he was put off that I was so young. And yeah. Um, and you know, a lot of people still do believe that if you've got 20, 30 years experience and if they are as good as they should be, they probably have a huge team. Can't always get you the necessary, um, attention, attention. Right? Yeah. yeah I mean, so, but yeah, just find somebody who's, who's going to work for you, you know, really have your best interest in mind. Got it. Uh, so Ryan, um, tell us like, right now, like, dude, look, it's cold outside. I mean, we have yeah, Arctic it's winds. Cool. It's snowy here in Michigan and in, in Metro Detroit. What are they? What are they calling it? Like the, the uh, snow bomb or the, the, what <laughs> was it called? They have a name for everything. Yeah. It's getting a little ridiculous, yeah. if you ask me. Yeah, but, uh, like Arctic bomb or something. Yeah. It's winter. Like, wow, it's way winter. to make it. You know, yeah. Winter's pretty like uh, depressing, anyways. Let's call it an Arctic bomb Arctic blast. Arctic yeah. bomb coming at you. Cool. It's, yeah, you know, <laughs> that's a deterrent for a lot of people, yeah. man. You know what I mean? Like Sweet. it's cold, it's snowy outside. I don't want to go look at houses. I don't want to list my house. But I feel, and, and maybe the you know a lot of the audience might not get this. There there are benefits to this time of year. Yeah, there definitely are. And uh, I do come across a lot of people, both buyers and sellers, like you know what, I'm just gonna wait till spring. First, it was wait till after the holidays. I totally understand that. But then you know you start talking to some of these people, like I'm just gonna wait till the spring. So right. there are definitely some benefits. Now, if you're serious, not all, not everybody's serious. Those are the people that typically, uh, especially sellers, if they're just pretty casual about selling their home. List in the spring, doesn't sell by fall, they'll take it off for the wind, you know, try I'll again. I'll just chill out. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, but, uh, you know, there's a, there's a lot of reasons. And if you check out my social media, I posted on this a couple of weeks ago, um, you know, five big reasons, you know, why you shouldn't or why you should buy in the off season and shouldn't put it off. Uh, you know, one of the reasons or one of the things is there's less buyer competition. So if there's, if there's people who are thinking just like that, you know, traditional way, like, oh, it's winter, things are slow. I'm just going to kind of hibernate. Yeah. And, uh, you know, those people aren't really competing with you. And that's not to say that you're not going to get to a bidding war. You know, Sal and I work on a deal where that same thing happened. You know, luckily mm-hmm. my client got it, but uh, that happens. But mm-hmm. maybe the house lasted a week longer than it would have in July, you know. So it gives you a better chance, gives you a little bit more time to, to really put together a good offer. Uh, same thing with sellers. If you're serious, you've got less people in the neighborhood trying to compete with you, right? So mm-hmm. if you can be the only home in your subdivision that's for sale, you got a lot of power right there. So a lot of leverage. Yeah, I mean, I think, like, look, in, in a seller's market, which it's going to be in the oh, spring, yeah. right? Yeah, it, because sure. the inventory is low. 
at this time of the year, the uh, advantage does shift a little bit to the buyer. I mean, it's mm -hmm. not going to go all the way just because the inventory is where it is, but you, you're going to have more leverage today than you're going to have uh, in March, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, or, that, yep, that's true. If you have any kind of a chance as a buyer, you know, now's the time. Yeah, because yeah. it's going to be yeah, – I think it's going to be ugly, man. Come spring and, and summer, I mean, there's going to be, again, not a lot of people selling and a lot of people that want to buy. Right. And right. I don't think that's going away. Right, so? No. I mean, uh, it's just, unless everyone sells, there's just three, four, five times the amount of buyers and sellers. Right. Yeah. And you've got these sellers who do want to sell, but they need somewhere to live, right? I mean, so they're they're hesitant on even listing because they're well, like, what oh, do I I'm do first? Yeah. yeah, I'm going to sell my house for top dollar. Great. But... Where am I going to live after that? I've got a family. I've got kids in school, you know? So it's, yeah. it's real tricky. And I will say, if you are in this business, you got to get real creative and you really got to go the extra mile to help out your clients because it's not just buying or selling a house. And I tell my all my clients this, it's, it's literally getting you from point A to point B and making sure that it's a smooth process, you know? And it, sure, you want to list your house, I'd be happy to help you, but where are you going to go? How am I going to help you get to where you need to be? And Make sure that it's not a huge, uh, you know, dilemma in, in your normal life. Or There's a lot problem. of moving parts, man. Because uh, it really is. do I buy? Do I sell? Can I do a contingency? There's a right. there's a lot of things that I think we'll talk about here in a little bit. But mm -hmm. um, it is absolutely imperative to have good guidance on that because, yeah, is it e easier today to sell your house and put it up on like for sale? Like, yeah, I mean, you may, and you're probably not going to get as much. But at the same time. Um, how do you find the new house? How do you coordinate yeah. everything? How do you get the contract put together? Right, it's quite the uh, quite the process. And I think uh, kind of leading into the next topic, you know, to Paul's point, how mm -hmm. do you how do you talk to your sellers to give the home, you know, the most value to a buyer? Like, what are the things that they can do? So a lot of things. I mean, it depends too. I mean, there's there's sellers who haven't you know, really done a whole lot of work to their house over the years. And the sellers have really stayed on top of it. The the ones who've stayed on top of it and, you know, fixed things as they've lived there, those are, you know, the most ideal. But yeah, if you've got any, one of the biggest things is if you've got any like projects that you kind of put off, you know, make that a priority to, to fix those, those items. They don't have to be major, a, a whole remodel or anything. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, just get those things because buyers are going to notice. Um, I know like fresh coat of paint will go a long way. Uh, even if something as simple as like your front door, like if it needs paint or needs replacement, I mean, go and, you know, get that done because that adds a ton to your curb appeal. Yeah. And uh, you want to make it as attractive for buyers. Uh, another thing is if you've got a kitchen that's outdated, don't think that you can buy a brand new piece of granite, slap it on the countertops, and it's going to fix anything. It actually right. puts buyers off. No, I know. Because they got to redo it. Yeah, and people don't want to walk in. They're like, oh, man, I got to get rid of all this granite. I mean, it's beautiful granite, but there's no way. It's not what I want to do with it. Yeah. I'm going to have to redo mm -hmm. this whole kitchen. It's got these oak cabinets and this outdated linoleum floor. It it doesn't work <laughs> for me, and, you know, the sellers go through the trouble of paying for that. And Yeah, yeah. why – and just like everything, right, if you spend twenty grand on a kitchen – it's only going to get you 10 or 15 out of yeah. the value at max. So yep. why why remodel your new buyer's kitchen for them when you don't know what they want? Yes. Yeah. Just just leave it to the buyer leave to get it an creative. Open just clean it up. You know what I mean? Like make yeah. it look presentable. I, I look at it like this. Like if you're going to like a, a like a party and, and like you wanted to present yourself well, you take a shower, you put on some nice clothes, right. you clean yourself up. You're probably not going to lose weight in the, in the span or, of a few hours or you're not going to like be even, able to like work you out. Know, like buying a car. You go I wasn't, and you I wasn't done with my analogy. Oh, keep going. I mean, I, I, really, I, I was. I was. Not, I, you, you, you lost me with uh, it. 
Uh, all right, I'm done. I'm, I'm, no, I'm keep a little going, No, like what my point is is like you're not gonna like like fix all the things that are like I can't work out in the span of an hour. So the same thing with the house, right? You're not gonna redo the whole house before you sell it. Just make it look good. Here, clean it up. I'll give you an analogy that you probably like, right? Oh, here we go. Oh, all right. You're always calling me a little overweight, the little gristle. So yeah, yeah the I, jowls. I, I would, heard that on your uh, other yeah. episode. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if I was if I was going out tonight, <laughs> I'm not all of a sudden gonna uh, get in shape. Right, but hey, right. I could I could shave. You get right, right. I this is my point. Hair. So now you get it. There you go. That, that, you're you're yeah, what hey, I was thinking about. Put on a new shirt. Yeah, you can Thanks, look good. Paul. You can look really good. It just you know yeah, there might hey. be some stuff under the hood that needs to be fixed. Right, and that's okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and you know I want to I want to add another point here. Yeah. Um, what what's really important in this market is if you're gonna sell, make sure that you're priced right the first time. Dude, that's so big. It's huge right I now. Know, that's what I'm saying. 2017 was crazy because I remember uh, the summer before, you know, if you had a home and it sat on the market for 30, sometimes even 60 days, depending what price point you're at, you know, that was pretty normal. But now if you're on the market longer Stale. than two weeks, you're like, what's wrong with it? Right, right Two away. weeks. That's it. You or know? you see a price drop. It's like, well, yeah. And when I talk to these buyers who are looking at these homes, yep. been on, well, they've dropped it 15K already. We're coming in 10K light yes. on this offer because they'll probably take it. Yep. Like, you are going to save money as a seller pricing mm-hmm. it right the first time Yes, uh, because you're going to get exactly that. You're going to sit on the market a couple weeks, which I know sounds crazy. And people, you know, after a couple of weeks, people start to wonder why hasn't it sold? Or, yeah, you do a price reduction like that and you get a lower offer than that even because people are like, okay, this seller's motivated. Nobody's making an offer. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna do see how low we can get this yeah. guy. And so, yeah, as a seller, I say rule number one: price it right. Don't go by that, you know, that old saying where you go, "Well, price it high." We can always lower the price. So sure, you can lower the price, but you're gonna get even less than that. I bet. Yeah, you know? no, I I totally agree with that. It's uh, it's a very very finicky market. So let's talk let's talk about some of these headlines or like actually one headline, and then we have got some things we want to talk about. But uh, one that really sticks out: it's credit card debt hits new record since 2008. Uh, delinquencies are up. Um, one thing that's, uh, you know, lower credit scores are being accepted. It's like $1 trillion in credit card debt. Um, it is a, a, a scary thing to think that people are borrowing and borrowing more and, and credit card debt is going up because it puts you in a weird spot. At the same time, one thing that's protecting us is that, you know, incomes are higher. Um, the market is still doing pretty well. But when people start borrowing more than they can actually afford to, to pay back, that to me is like a, a scary thing. And the last thing I want to see happen is, you know, uh, people overextend themselves. And I think it's uh, it's it's noteworthy to talk about. It's like a leading indicator potentially of, of something that might be coming in the future. It's crazy, man. I mean, everything is just a little more expensive every year. Right. You know, and uh, I don't think in, you know, Yes, incomes are higher, but not proportionally, you know, and that's kind of where it gets tough because, I mean, I pull a ton of credit reports every day and it's like, man, you're, you're buying a house like oh, you yeah. make good money. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. You qualify. But, dude, yeah, what's well, that buyer confidence? Right. You know, I'm assuming that's what it is. I'm not a huge financial guy, but if, if buyers have all this, you know, buyer confidence is high, they probably think that, you know, they can. They can well, pay and they can sooner than they can. Yeah. Well, or the fact that. Yeah, you can do this, right? It's the the yeses, the yes that they get when they go and they apply for a credit card, or right. all of a sudden, hey, w- my limit is no longer ten grand; it's twenty, mm-hmm. and the bank just automatically did it. Hey, we raised your limit. 
And it's like, well, thanks, but why? Yeah. <laughs> you know, why, yep. why'd you do that automatically without even consulting me? And now all of a sudden it's like, well, I can take it to 12 grand. No big deal. Right. You know, no, yeah, it's easy to do. You know, and when people are making more money, they feel more confident. They feel comfortable in the fact that they could pay it off. It's just a, it's a tricky thing that if like people start, you know, losing their jobs, potentially all of a sudden it's like it starts unraveling. Um, it could potentially be a big problem. So I think it's something noteworthy to look at. I don't think it's like doom and gloom. I think it, things are going really well with our economy Definitely. right now. It's not like uh, the end of the world. It is something to keep track of. And if you're someone out there that has a lot of credit card debt, you know, really start thinking about like attacking it because you know you might qualify for a home on paper but you don't you don't want to overextend yourself i we have conversations about that all the time it's like look you you might want to get two hundred thousand, and i know you want to go for the max amount but let's keep you around 180 to two or 150 we have to do our due diligence too and, and protect yeah. our own market I mean, right? even just yesterday you know i had someone who they qualified they could buy the house if x y and z align right and afterwards they're left with like three hundred dollars yeah and i'm like dude like we can do this, but I just want to put it out there that you are going to struggle you're if be you house do broke, this. Man. Yeah, like yeah. you're gonna be you're that. gonna be broke, right? Beyond right. broke, like so. Okay, and they came back. They said, you know what? We're gonna wait until we get our tax refund. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Right, and you know, I sorry, uh, that's something that I'm real upfront and honest, honest with buyers too. Is we'll we'll kind of feel out the situation. I'm not gonna get all the same info that they're talking to you about most of the time, but. If it sounds like they're getting in that situation, I'll say, hey, look, Mr. and Mrs. Buyer, like, do you feel like this is the best scenario? I mean, it's a beautiful house, sure, but it's a top of your limit, but you want to make sure that you're not spending all your money because things do come up. And they, they'll realize that, but it'll be like halfway through the transaction and they've already paid the inspection, they paid the appraisal. Right. Everybody's put all this effort into this deal and that's when they realize, oh yeah, you know what? Probably isn't the best move right. back out. <laughs> yeah. So I, I try and bring up all of these you know, possibilities uh, before we go through and, you know, have Definitely. everybody work on the same deal. So. For sure. Um, Ryan, you could talk about this. I wanted to talk about this because right now I think it's really important. The importance of ha of reading uh, your purchase agreement, right? Yeah. Um, and understanding it's a, it's a, it's a contract that's legally binding, yep. right? It's not uh, something to like just frivolously, like just put together and not think about thought has to go into it. And you have to make sure that, um, you're protecting yourself, that you understand it. That, so, like, what are, like, three – I mean, like, for me, like, when I think about a, a purchase contract, when I look at one, I'm always like, what's the close date? Mm -hmm. What are the contingencies, right? And 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 if X, Y, or Z doesn't happen, do they lose their earnest money deposit, right? How right. Are we protecting their earnest money deposit or their investment on that? So um, when you talk to clients, man, like, and, and, and you're filling out a purchase agreement and you're obviously working on their behalf, I think that's part of your – one of the biggest things that you do is setting up the purchase agreement correctly for them. Oh, for sure. Uh, I tell people this before. I, so, like I said, um, you know, I'll sit down with buyers before we even do this process, and uh, I'll, I'll explain the whole process. I'll explain details, and I, I let them know, you know, when we get to the purchase agreement, that's going to be the backbone of the deal. So we need to make sure that we get it right the first time because anytime, you know, we can add addendums and stuff, but you know, that right. it's all going to fall back on that original purchase yep. agreement, and so. Um, yeah, no, it's super important. And if you're an agent and your your client is making an offer, it is definitely your job to make sure they understand the whole purchase agreement, what they're signing. I know there's people who trust their agent enough where they don't even read it. I've had those people where they just sign away, and yeah. you know that's not a good thing to do. No. Uh, you really are you're getting into one of the biggest you know possible investments you'll make. 
uh, as an individual, and uh, you want to make sure that you know legally yeah. everything looks good. And read your docs. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, and a purchase agreement, you know, it, it has the purchase price, but mm -hmm. there are so many other terms in there that oh, yeah. you know you have to understand mm -hmm. that you're getting. What do you mean I don't get the keys at closing? Yep. Well, your offer said that you're giving them 30 days. Yep. What is this 395 compliance fee? That's yep. the biggest one we get. And it's <laughs> yeah. like, well, it's in your PA. Yeah. They talked about it. I talked to your agent. You know, it's something that, that you agreed to pay. Yep. These fees that show up right before closing. Yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. So I think it's, and I think that's a good joint effort between the real estate agent and the loan officer is to make sure that the client understands what they're doing. Right? Oh, for sure. So if there's no communication, they don't, they can't know. Right. And if you are a buyer and uh, your your agent doesn't do this ahead of time, you know, maybe ask for those docs ahead of time. If you sat down with them for coffee, I like to sit down, you know, for coffee with buyers before we start this whole crazy process. And, uh, you know, I'll give them a copy of, of the docs they're going to sign or, you know, even if it's just through email, I say, hey, look these over. If you have any questions, you know, before we even get to them, let me know. And be more than happy to explain them right um because i know with with you know e-signing everything when it comes time mm -hmm. to sign stuff i mean it can take you know two seconds you've signed through your whole no idea what you're doing yeah, right? yeah. you're like what did i just yeah. sign so yeah you know request those ahead of time see uh you know read through it they don't take that long to really read word for word they, no. they really don't no, no. you know you got like, you just got under as, as a as a buyer or even a seller you got to understand that contract so anybody listening if you are thinking about buying or selling obviously make sure you're reading your contracts um, in the spirit of time, let's move on to the next uh, topic. What to look for? What to look for when shopping for a mortgage? Look, the reason I put this on here is uh, the other day I had a client call me and say, uh, you know, I'm getting a lower rate and I'm gonna go with that other lender. And I'm like, look, that rate really isn't available in the market for what you're telling me is happening. I mean, it, they would that company would literally be like losing money to do that. Mm -hmm. Are you taking a selfie? Oh, I sure am. Oh, so okay. Okay. Instagram right, I got, I got it. Uh. <laughs> Millennials, man. I like Millennials. it. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I mean, the bottom line is like, I go, listen, send me the documents and let me look at them. He sent me the documents and lo and behold, um, you know, Schmission uh, Loans. Uh, was the company. It's a weird name, Schmission. Uh, All right. So uh, they had a lower rate. Absolutely, they did. What they didn't realize is they were paying points, discount points, or paying extra fees to get the lower rate. And the recoup time on that investment was like like twenty years for them to make up the right. difference, right? Um, so, so when when shopping for mortgage sale, what should someone look for? You know what I mean? Like, what are what are the things that are important in a purchase transaction, especially, and, and even a refinance? What is really important to look for? So. The, the thing that stands out the most for me is the service, right? And I'm not just saying this to say it. Like, if you aren't able to get a hold of someone in a in a transaction that you is time sensitive, right? I mean, in a purchase, for example, you have 30 days, 45 days to close your loan. And part of that is on the loan officer communicating with you, understanding what you need to get, and understanding when to time your interest rate lock, all of that. So if you're not able to get a hold of them, that should be someone who you need to push away automatically. If I may, 
Uh, I totally agree with you. Uh, from my side of things, service is key. I only yes. have a uh-huh. few. I'm talking a few people that I recommend to uh, clients. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, because I know their service is top notch. They do a great job with rates, and I know they're going to get the deal done. I've, I've, there's been too many times where a bank, no matter how big or small they are, they throw a wrench into things. There's no communication. And the deal falls apart, 100%. you know, yeah. and that will ki- that'll kill any motivation that a buyer's got because we went through all of that uh, and, and it fell through. And they're not sure why all the time, because you yeah, got, got people pointing fingers. It doesn't look professional. Yeah. And so, yeah. So I, I just wanted to add that I completely agree with you. You need to have uh, you need to be looking at service when you're right. when you're talking and to a banker. If you are a buyer and your main motivation is to get the lowest interest rate, because that's what everyone's always mm-hmm. told you understand that there is a cost or a credit tied to that rate right you can you can get the i can give you the lowest rate in the world but you're going to pay for it well right? there's two there's two groups of people there's the, the one that we run into it's the person that wants the lowest rate and doesn't care about anything else and they're going to go to like abc mortgage hut that nobody or nobody's ever worked with they don't know how to do a purchase transaction and all of a sudden the deal falls apart and they didn't properly pre-approve them that person is, is probably going to get burned that way. Not always, but p- potentially that happens if they don't have a good reputation. The, and then you have the other set of people that are like, I'm just going to go to my bank. The, you know, I, mm-hmm. I bank at Chase and then there are these big conglomerates. Then all of a sudden you're just a number. The agent doesn't know who to get a hold of. There's no good communication. The, the process takes 60, 80, 90, 100 days. Um, and it just it, it becomes even a, 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 a... So there's two sides to that. What you really want to look for, in my opinion, is someone that is that knows how to do purchase transactions, that understands the real estate market, that works closely with mm-hmm. real estate agents, um, and that has a good reputation. I mean, look look up the people that you're working with. And even if their rate is an eighth higher, is it worth it? Is it yeah. really worth I mean, going through it, it? You know, I feel like everyone always wants the best deal, but the deal is more than just the interest rate. What's the best value? Yeah. You're right? And, uh, What's the best value that you're getting? Are you hiring a professional? Like, if I was, like, going on a merger, like, I was, I got charged for murder, right? Yeah. I probably wouldn't look for the cheapest lawyer to work with. <laughs> no way. Right? I wouldn't be like, hey, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to get no. this guy. He's well, same thing with, like, Dr. Hey, LASIK. Yeah. Well, Dude, I found this Groupon and they're doing it for two hundred bucks. No, I don't want. They're just LASIK. doing. They're doing it in the back of Tubbies. <laughs> yeah. Oh, all right, cool, man. <laughs> yeah, right. let's do it. So right. at the same time, I don't want the person that just charges me a whole bunch of money just to charge me. and They don't really yeah. do a lot of work. There's I want the lot. value, right? Right. Mm-hmm. right. And I think timing is important when you shop for a lender. Don't call someone when you get pre-approved because you're going to buy a home in the first or second quarter and say, "Well, they got lower rates advertised. I'm going to go with them." Right. I like it. You know what that I'm means? Still digging the music. Time to go. Yeah, that's it. That's our show. Awesome. That's a good jam, man. So, uh, <laughs> Ryan, tell everybody how they can get a hold of you, man. Uh, yeah, as you said, I'm a millennial, so go yeah. on social media. You can get a hold of me there. Uh, Tinder. Facebook, Instagram. No, Tinder, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, at Ryan Lane Realtor. Uh, or you can call me, 248-408-7951. Say that number one more time. 248-408-7951. And to our listeners, liveonrealestate.com. Subscribe, like, share. Uh, Kodak, by the way, created Kodak Coin, uh, uh, and they doubled in price. Uh, their stock did because they created cryptocurrency. Just thought I'd share that. Have a good day, guys.